Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ponder and Potter, a podcast where two girls talk about Harry Potter. My name is Amelia, and I grew up reading Harry Potter, and Harry Potter is kind of like my life. I'm Megan, and I have never read Harry Potter, uh, so it's gonna be an ever. adventure. <laughs> so. Um, a little bit about my background with Harry Potter. Um, my parents read it to me when I was really young. Like, the books came out when I was, um, like, six, and they would read the first one to me before bedtime. Um, except I would never read past the first book because uh, something happens in the second book, and I thought Harry and Ron were going to get expelled, so it took me until I was, like, 10 or 11 to read past the second book. <laughs> But then I, like, read them, and I didn't just grow up with the books. Like, I grew up with the movies and, like, the fandom that grew and evolved around Harry Potter and the kind of insanity of that. Um, and when I met Megan and found out her side of the story, I was like, girl, <laughs> you need to read these books. When people ask if I read Harry Potter, my response is, I hate Harry Potter. And Amelia would give me this look of, like fuck you. And I was like, oh, this is an explicit podcast, by the way. (laughs) Watch your children. So my background in Harry Potter is I read the first one in fourth or fifth grade. I feel like it was fourth grade. And we read it as a class. And I remember being like, I'm going to read the second one. And I recall specifically getting to chapter five. Something happened in chapter four. I don't know what I'm going to find out that I was just like, no. I wonder if it's the same spot that I, in the second book, because I would read the first couple chapters, and then I was so afraid about what would happen. I don't know. I was just like, this is so stupid. Why oh, am no. I wasting my time reading this? <laughs> I mean, I was probably, what, fourth or fifth grade? That's like 10. Yeah. So, now I'm 26. Yeah. And I'm going to give it another shot. Yeah. So, in this podcast, we're not just going to go over the books or the movies. We're also going to delve into... Oh, <laughs> don't look so excited. We're gonna delve into kind of all of the pop culture and internet and other fandoms that have grown up around it. And I have seen, too, what I always think is the fifth movie, but supposedly it's the fourth movie, Goblet of Fire, right, with Robert Pattinson. That's the one I've seen, too. And based on something I read in the chapters we read today, I think I've seen part of, like, the next one, but not the whole thing, just, like, one specific scene. Yeah. Well, we can already start by the top of your notes, in which <laughs> she has the title of the book written, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, or Philosopher's Stone, if you are outside America. But underneath it, she has asterisk, not the Chamber of Secrets. I think I thought the first book was the Chamber of Secrets. Is that the second book? It's the second book. It's my least favorite book. Oh. Okay, yeah. So I thought this book was the Chamber of Secrets. It's not. Oops. <laughs> so... I want to start. Yeah, we're going to go through the first four chapters today and then kind of talk about it. Okay, so first off, I have the hardcover version. Shout out to Sean for letting me steal his books. Even though he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He'll know now. Um, It has, like, this uh, book jacket, and it has a summary. And to me, it sounds like, I literally wrote, summary of book jacket sounds like a Taylor Swift song about a nerd she fell in love with. (laughs) And I'm talking, like, speak now, Taylor Swift, Swift, and I will sing it to you. (laughs) Oh my god. 
Harry Potter has never been the star of a Quidditch team scoring points while riding a broom far above the ground. I mean, come on. <laughs> he knows no spells, has never helped to hatch a dragon, and has never worn a cloak of invisibility. All he knows is a miserable life with the Dursleys, and it just goes on, and it sounds There's like... There's so many spoilers in that dust jacket, too. Yeah, it talks about Quidditch. Oh, well, I already read that. Yeah. But, like... I didn't realize how spoilery it was. For it's there that he finds not only friends, aerial sports, <laughs> and magic, and everything from classes to meals, but a great destiny that has been waiting for him. Dot, dot, dot. If Harry can survive the encounter. Of course he even survives the encounter. There's six more books after this. People didn't know that when this one was published. Or did they? Was it planned that there were going to be multiple books? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Spoilers. Spoiler. Well, Friday, for no one except you, pretty much. <laughs> Wait, huh? I thought there were seven books. There are seven books. Okay, I got so that right. six more after this. You're good. Good job. There are eight movies, though. Yeah, because they split the seventh one yeah. into two. Yeah. All right, so the first chapter, The Boy Who Lived. And I have, like, this weird remembrance ingrained in my memory from elementary school of this picture of the baby. This was, this, who, the person who did the cover art, it's, like, on the information page but this cover the the chapter header art interior illustrations by mary grand Pilleret. thank you mary um oh, yeah these were some of my favorite parts of reading this book when i was a child was all of these beautiful beginning of chapter illustrations that kind of brought you into the world again like when i was reading this it was well before the movies came out um so this is kind of all you had to go off was these chapter headers, and I loved them. Yeah, Dudley and the like little, little butthead. <laughs> he is a little butthead. And the little stars at the top of every page. Yeah. That's just so... But I guess I was impacted by yeah. the illustrations, too, because that baby, let me tell you. <laughs> okay, so for me, the first note, again, going back and reading this as a child, it was just like, yes, like, wizard, let's go, let's do this. See, I'm like, oh, wizard. But me, that aren't like Gandalf. I'm like, oh, okay. Girl, you have not watched Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I have. All of them? All of them. I saw them all in the movie theater over Christmas break with my dad. We oh. would go on Christmas Day. That's cute. I watch all of them. That's actually really nice. For but going back reading this as a 25 year old now, my first note is that <laughs> Petunia and Vernon are fucking terrible parents. We watch a lot of television. Oh my god, he got like 38 birthday presents. Wait, that's the next chapter. Oh, sorry. But, um, but yeah, like this, this, they're so awful. They're just like, oh, he's punching us and he's like two years old? That's fine. Oh, wait, there's like a, (laughs) yeah, and he calls him Little Tyke. Just like the beginning of the book is him throwing a tantrum and his parents being fine with it. Like, we've seen enough toddlers and tiaras to know what kind of child that is. The worst kind. We love toddlers and tiaras. I'm trying to find the line that when I read it, I was like, oh no. He's, they said, he's, she's describing them and she's like, thank you very much. Oh, the first line. Mr. and Miss Dursley of number four Pivot Drive were proud to say that they were perfectly normal. Thank you very much. Yeah. And just the way that she wrote that, I was like, oh God, these people are going to be horrible. I mean, I already knew that Harry was kept under the stairs, but... Yeah, which I have a lot of feelings about. <laughs> I've been watching SVU literally every day, and I was like, where is Yeah, CBS? I literally have a note that says, where the fuck are CBS? Yeah, I think I wrote a note of that, too. Because, 
I mean, really, is there a CPS in England, the UK? Someone well, I don't know exactly uh, when we get to the end of this chapter. I don't really think anyone signed any adoption paperwork when Dumbledore left him on the fucking steps in the middle of the night. But the cat waited. Oh, did she wait the whole night? Because... They, it doesn't specify, but in my mind, the cat waited. She, I think McGonagall waited because I cannot... We'll get there. But so, as Vernon goes to work, we realize that wizards are the worst at hiding. <laughs> the worst. It's kind of like seeing all of the people who go to a music festival. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm near a music festival. But yeah. instead it's all wizards. Yeah. And I think it's... And the owls. How did you feel about the owls? Did you understand what the owls were for? Yeah, they're the delivery people. But why Why there were so many of them? I mean, I guess they were just telling all their friends. Yeah, but, like, they probably fucking... They can apparate. That's what I never get. Just, like, travel instantaneously. Owls? No, he, wizards. They can teleport. Yeah, essentially. So why would they use owls when they can just fucking teleport? And be like, y'all, did you hear? Maybe. Also, everyone already knew. Also, they do have radios. It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I get that for the writing purpose, it was, like, dramatic and being like, whoa, something crazy happened. But, like, logically speaking, just flu or apri or send your little Patronus message. And Durant won. <laughs> the first time that, well, not the first time that Mr. D runs into, um... A wizard, but the first time he actually, like, physically runs into yeah. a wizard, um, he says he didn't, uh, no, he couldn't see a single collecting tin when he saw them, like, all gathered. Yeah. Like, he just expected all of these people in robes to just be homeless people, like, hanging out. Or, like, like some cults, which fact, kinda, but. The, the <laughs> fact that he even thought that, I was like, oh, man, you couldn't have been a nice guy. Oh, gosh, You really no. couldn't have. What always confused me was, like, why did Petunia ever tell Vernon? That like, her... under what circumstances? Yeah. That, like, why does she, why does he know about wizards? Well, my question is, why is she, why is Lily a wizard and Petunia isn't? But I guess that will, like, tell Yeah, me later. it's just some people are born. Some, they're called muggle. Uh, they're called muggle-borns. Yeah. It's just... They don't really actually explain how, it's just, it is. Is it, like, DNA? Do they really not explain they why? They really don't explain kid? why. I think it's something, like, genetic, or you're, like, more in tune with, like, the spirits of the earth. They don't even explain where magic comes from, they just say it's, like, inside you. This will be difficult <laughs> for me. Um, but also, like, for such an idiot, he's very astute. He's like, oh, they're talking about... A the Potters? It must be my Potter. Like, no one would actually, like, jump to that conclusion, I feel like. I mean, maybe he knew that they were wizards. No, he does know they're wizards. The ones in capes. Oh, no. I don't think he does. Oh. So then, uh, we get to the point where he sees a cat reading I a I love everything about the cat. <laughs> Professor um, McGonagall. <laughs> point. He goes, what's this normal cat behavior? <laughs> like, reading a map? There's no such thing as normal. Oh, I actually wrote a cat reading a map. What the fuck am I reading? And what is she she on? She's oh, on what him. is he on? As in Mr. D, that he's seeing a cat reading a map. Um, yeah, and then, so then we meet for the first time, Albus Dumbledore. Wait, no, hold on, I have a comment about... Oh, sorry. Ready, this is what I wrote. I think the cat is Miss Guggle something. 
The nice British lady someone did drag as in Snatch Game. Yeah, correct. And uh, then I wrote, oh, Miss McGonagall, duh. I like that. Okay. I like yeah. all the all the pop culture references you're bringing. Miss McGuggle. Miss McGuggle. I was close. You were a lot closer than I expected you to be. But so what did you think about Dumbledore's first I liked appearance? his put-outer. Put-outer? I really, I literally wrote put-outer. <laughs> that's like the first piece of magic we see, other than, because we don't know that the cat is a woman. Yeah, that's right. That so is the I first was, piece of magic you, we see. And then like, we oh, don't really, we don't really see anything like it. Like, pretty much everyone uses wands for things. I mean, there are magic. Magical- I think that's what I was surprised by, was it was literally like a Zippo yeah. lighter from, from her description. Yeah. And that... You know, there are magical objects, but I feel like none of them that we talk about do such a mundane thing. thing. Like, he probably could have just waved his wand, but... But he was in the human world, the muggle world. Yeah, that's true. So, he probably couldn't just whip out his wand, but that sounds weird. That does sound weird. Welcome to the world of Harry Potter. You're already getting into the... Some of the fandom. The fandom. Oh, dear God. So, yeah, we meet... Dumbledore, who oh walks up. Oh my god, up. and then we meet Hagrid. Did I flip too far ahead? Uh, a little, no, not really. This isn't... Okay. Th- we're, we're learning, guys. It's oh wait, new... no. First we learn about Voldemort before we meet Hagrid. Yeah. The you-know-who. The you-know-who. Uh, or he who must not be named. As I don't a... think they call it that, though. No, not yet. They just say the you-know-who. Yeah. You-know. You-know-who. You know. But they didn't really give very much information about him. Yeah. Which they do in another chapter that we read. So I'll yeah. Wait. But Hagrid arrives. <laughs> Hagrid is the least subtle person. Oh, like, let me fall out of the sky on a, a giant, giant motorcycle. motorcycle. Like, what the hell? And he also, the way that he's described... He had hands the size of trash can lids, and his feet in their leather boots were like baby dolphins. <laughs> because that's a normal thing that I think about. I don't, I don't know how many dolphins. of us know, like, the size of baby dolphins. Like, trash can lids, I get. Yeah. But I don't really know what the... Like, you can't compare it. Yeah. It's not like I just have one lying around. But it's details like this that I... Because then on the next page, these details are just so weird to me. On the next page, um, they were talking about Harry's scar, mm-hmm. and Dumbledore goes, Scars can come in handy. I have one myself above my left knee that is a perfect map of the London Underground. <laughs> and I wrote, what are these details? Just... Like, I mean, I'm guessing it's because they are a kid's book. Yeah. But, like, would a kid know what the London Underground is that isn't from London? I mean, this was written by a British woman for her children who are British. Okay. <laughs> Did you get a pass on this? You win. I've just, like, always had a problem with this chapter, even as a child, of the idea of, like, Hagrid, there's, like, not Hagrid, Dumbledore, there's a really good cartoon I should show you after this, of, like, what Dumbledore does is he just shows up with this baby who, like, we don't know when this kid was last fed, like, when their diapers were last changed, and he's just like, well, here's a letter, his muggle aunt and uncle who professor mcgonagall says are racist as hell already he'll be fine they'll totally just like read this and explain it to them and And then hagrid's hagrid's like surprised in chapter four not to jump ahead but he's like i can't believe they didn't tell you about hogwarts and i'm like what the hell did you think was gonna happen when you left 
them with well, these two evil he people. He trusted Dumbledore, and we're gonna see that as like a oh okay going on thing throughout the books. But um, I think the worst thing is they didn't even like ding dong ditch. They like dropped him like right in the middle rant. They just literally left him and was like, someone will probably leave the and house it's really tomorrow. Really funny because she goes out to get the milk or she yeah. to put the milk out. <laughs> I was like, where are we? <laughs> but um. Hagrid also mentions that he borrowed the motorcycle from Sirius, right? Yeah. And I know he's an important character later on, and I don't know why, but he does things. Yeah, that was something I actually had a note of, like, throughout these four chapters, that there's so many people that are mentioned, like, so briefly in passing that become such important characters. Um, later characters, on. Yeah. yeah. Not just later on in this book. Most of them not later on this books. book, but, like, so far ahead that you it, it go, does go to show, like, how well she kind of wove these stories together. she knew she knew she wanted to do seven books. She knew she wanted to do, I mean, like, an extended I mean, there were day. seven years at Hogwarts, so I think there was something. Oh. And it got really popular really fast, so. Okay. Um, oh, when we get to the seventh book, we should read the bootleg Chinese, or, like, somewhere from China or somewhere in Asia. Someone released the seventh book early, but it was, like, a totally fake version of the seventh book. Oh, dear God. It was... I can't wait. That's what it is. Anything else in chapter one? No, that ends my notes. <laughs> oh, for chapter one, not just all your notes. No, for chapter one. Okay, so then we go into chapter two, and we just fast forward ten years later. Yes, um, yes, we do. So chapter two, The Vanishing Glass. We have this lovely illustration of Dudley Dursley with his... 37 presents, but then they're gonna it buy was 36, him. 36, and then they um, bought him like three more. Or yeah. Something. But first of all, when they wake Harry up and she's like, watch the bacon, what? 10 year old? I don't even care if you're like abusing your child, but like, would you let them watch bacon at 10? She doesn't care. I know, but like, I don't burns. even think they know that a 10 year old would know. Like, I don't want you to burn my bacon. That's not easy stuff to cook, you know? I mean, if anything, the kid would get hurt because yeah. stuff would splash at him. Like, Gosh, it's like heartbreaking. I love how he's described Dudley in the pictures um, of him as a kid <laughs> yes. with a large pink beach ball wearing different colored you know. bonnets. See, the descriptions in this book are really good. I know they it's... are, and I don't understand them half the time. I'm like, where did you come up with this? Because she's brilliant. She has a way with words. I guess. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah, I wrote on the top someone called CPS, please. <laughs> yeah, mine says, where the fuck are CPS? Um, my big question is if he's got so many presents, how much money can you make in drills? I mean, I feel like it would be, like, drills for oil companies that are, like, Oh, that makes earth. so much more sense. I was thinking, like, hand drills. I was thinking, like, ginormous. That makes so much more sense. Maybe it's, like, oil like, rigs. Look at you. Well, that's where all the money is. Yeah. I mean, this is the 90s, but still. I don't know how much oil drilling there is in the UK, but. I mean, they can we're on the tail end out. of imperialism at this point. I just want to say that he receives a VCR, and I'm so glad that that will live on forever. And yeah. And I said thanks, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> so that we always remember VCRs. I was like, yeah. When we're reading our grandkids Harry Potter, they'll be like, what's a VCR, Grandma? Yeah. I was, um, it was funny for me when he was, because I've only recently gotten into video games in the last couple of years, when they were like, he got, like, a bunch of new computer games. I'm like, which ones? Like, what did he get? <laughs> like, what are the games? Like, this is the mid-nine, no, well, no, in this, it's the 80s in the book. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Why? How do we know that? 
because they say it somewhere. Oh, okay. Um, I think. Now i got to look it up. Fill time! Oh, so can we just talk about Miss Fig, this random yes, lady that wants you are 100% Miss Fig. I literally wrote, Miss Fig is me. Yes! Because Miss Fig made him look at photographs of all the cats she, she's ever owned. And then Miss Fig had broke her leg, but it wasn't easy when he reminded himself it would be a whole year before he had to look at Tibbles, Snowy, <laughs> Mr. Paws, and Tufty again. That is... That is you. Um, this book takes place in 1991. Okay, that's when I was born, yo. Yeah. I, wait, so what do we want to get to next? What's next? We're talking, the van, they go to the zoo. Okay, so this could have been, like, a hardcore episode of Breaking Amish. Yeah. Because Harry's, like, never left the house. Yeah. It sounds like he goes to school. He goes to Mrs. Figs. And he goes home. And he goes home. Well, I... To a car. I feel like they do not discuss this enough in the rest of the books. Like, this kid had no social building and, like, doesn't understand the world. Yeah. Like... He learned from Dudley, who is, like, you do not want to learn from him. No. Because he seems like a little poop. He is. But I feel like this could have been a terrible instance of Harry being like, what is that? What is that? What is that? What is that? Like... Yeah going crazy i also but also that makes me think like maybe that's why he was so chill about like discovering his magic because he just like hasn't seen the world and he's like this might as well happen (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what else my life yeah Um, i might as well be a wizard um when they get to the when harry's standing in front of the snake my favorite part is just like he's so and like again it's just he hasn't been out in the world he's like so fine with the snake talking to him he's like all people must be able to like communicate with snakes this is normal. <laughs> I just imagine. I feel like I actually remember this part of the movie, which mm-hmm. must be the first part of the movie that I remember. Because I remember he movie. lives. Yeah, I know, but the first part of. Yeah. That, like, I can recall. Because I don't really remember anything about the Dursleys. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really remember them. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I always, for some reason I always think the snake, the vanishing glass happens in the second book, even though I know it doesn't, but for some reason I always think it does. Hmm. So there's a lot of snakes in the second book. Oh, the sl- sl- Slytherin. What was that? <laughs> Slytherin. Slytherin. Yeah. Um, I just want to be Harry's friend. I just want to say that now. Oh my gosh, I know. I just um, want to hug this, this poor, poor child. child who is like 11 years old and is finally going to the zoo for the first time. <sighs> yeah. You know. This poor kid. I will take him to the zoo. We're going to the zoo today. We are. <laughs> we're actually going to the zoo. We are. We're not just, like, making up that we're going to the zoo. We'll we'll look at a snake for Harry. I don't know if they have snakes. It's, a, it's Arizona. Even if they're not on display, there's probably a snake there. Yeah. I just didn't see one last time I went. <laughs> Yeah, he even says, at school, Harry had no one. Everybody knew that Dudley's gang hated that odd Harry Potter in his baggy old clothes and broken glasses, and nobody likes to disagree with Dudley's gang. Listen, teachers at this fucking school. This child is coming in in, like, old-ass, grubby clothes. He's barely fed. There is a system in place in England for this. There's gotta be. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. And I can't believe that Uncle Vernon and Aunt Petunia Vernon and Aunt Petunia were immediately blamed Harry for the snake escaping from 
the glass. And I mean, I guess it's because they know that he could possibly be a yeah, wizard. Yeah, but I feel like that wouldn't that make but, him suspect more that he would be a wizard? That's something special about him? Harry? Yeah. I mean, then again, maybe Glass just vanishes. He doesn't know. That's true. He hasn't mm-hmm. been in the world. He's never been to the zoo before. Maybe he thinks that's just a mechanic of the... It's like Disneyland. Yeah. Oh my god, and I love how the snake goes, Brazil, here I come, thanks, Amiga. <laughs> <laughs> like, the snake's gonna travel to Brazil. Wait, don't they speak Portuguese in Brazil? I think so. Isn't Amiga Spanish? Ignore that part of this podcast because we're not sure. I'm just saying, I think that's a flaw. I don't think they speak Spanish in Brazil. No. It might not be their main language. Are you Googling it? Yes. They speak Portuguese. Okay. What is friend in Portuguese? J.K. Rowling, we found an error in your book. Oh, it is Amigos. Oh, it's Amigos. Never mind, we didn't find an error in your book. But we're confirming... That you did your research. Good job. Before Google Translate was around. She had to use a Portuguese to English English dictionary. dictionary. That's all I had for chapter two. Yeah, that's pretty much all I had. So, the letters from no one, I don't have any notes, but I wrote good chapter and enjoyable, because I think I really liked this chapter. This is a good, I have a lot of notes on this chapter. Like, I, I feel like I didn't need to put notes, because I was just so... Well, I'm really glad you like this chapter. I think it's one of the best chat out of the three we've read. Four. <laughs> the four we've read, I meant thus far. But um yeah, it's probably my favorite. This is where I have in big letters where the fuck are CPS. This is especially this one. Um <laughs> in this chapter, we have the first instance of sassy Harry, who becomes a major character, uh, a major part of his personality in the remaining books because um oh he's sassy yeah he's, i'm so glad he's a little sasser um so on page 33 for me i don't know if it's the same for you um he says so opportunia's cooking something disgusting what's this he asks opportunia her lips tight tightened as they always did if he dared ask a question your new school uniform she said harry looked in the bowl again oh he said I didn't realize it had to be so wet. <laughs> I just, I love that line. It's so funny. He's so sassy. And then on the page before, Dudley says they stuff people's head down the toilet the first day at Stonewall. Oh, yeah. Want to practice. And Harry says the poor toilets never had anything as horrible as your head down it. It might be sick. Then ran. This kid, I mean, he might not have developed social skills, but he developed a cutting wit. I guess he, you probably had to, to survive with Amphetunia and Uncle yeah. Vernon. Vernon. Good job. You'll learn the names eventually. I wrote them down, just so I remember. So, when he gets this letter, it is addressed. The cupboard under, under the, the stairs. stairs. Bitch knew! These people knew, and they did nothing. Wizards. Like, like what are you doing? You should watch out for The Dursleys are clearly students. terrified of wizards. Y'all could your ass could have just showed up. It's probably McGonagall wanted to, and Dumbledore was like, no, no. He has to grow up, you know. Oh, if, yeah. Like, he lives with an abusive family. That's fine. But God forbid he develops an ego. Yeah, But, like, y'all could have just shown up and been like, be nicer. And they would have been like, oh, yes, wizards. But... It was addressed to the cupboard under the stairs, and then he got moved into the second bedroom. And which then it gets addressed I want to a the, second bedroom. the smaller bedroom. I think yeah, the smallest bedroom. I just have what the fuck Dudley crazy. <laughs> oh, this is when he gets his knicker. Oh, stick. knickerbocker. 
Knickerbockers and his knobbly sticks. Yeah. Used for hitting each other while the teachers weren't looking. Like, why does a kid need a stick? I mean, we all need a selfie stick. Oh, she was, like, seeing the future there. Yeah, she was, she knew the future. But really? Because it's England? Boarding school? But what do they do with them? Hit each other. Why? Because England. Someone from England, tell us why you need Napoli sticks. <laughs> Please explain this cultural phenomenon to us. I love, one of my favorite parts of this chapter is just how much of a game getting the letters into the house becomes. Down the chimney? And that yeah. is such a good illustration. Yeah, that is, at the beginning of the chapter. And the fact that the uncle, like, closes nail shut all of the windows and like under the door yeah. and then he sleeps in front of the door. Well and then they sneak it in in a dozen in like two dozen eggs yes! instead of actual eggs. And, and he letters. like called the farm or something. Yeah. That was super great. That is just it's the just, weirdest thing. Um and I mean we found out next chapter, spoiler, that Hagrid's the one doing it. And I can just imagine like giant Hagrid like delicately like putting the letters into eggs. Yeah. Uncle Vernon made furious telephone calls to the post office and the dairy, trying to find someone to complain to. <laughs> While she shredded the letters in her food processor. Which is not good for your food processor. I mean, I just don't understand why they were so against Harry. Like if like I feel like they would want to get rid of him. Yeah. Like why wouldn't they just give him to someone who's actually gonna care? In such a loving way. It's Which I imagine is what Hogwarts is. Kinda. Yeah. It's kinda gets explained in like the sixth book. Fifth book. Okay. Doesn't mean you have to be happy about it. <laughs> and then they all come down the fireplace. Yeah. And then it gets delivered to room 17 at the Railview Hotel. I love how Uncle Vernon is just like, let's all get in this car. Yeah. I don't know where we're going. Yeah, I have here, what's the plan, Vernon? Like, what are what are we doing? Like, do you think at, after a certain point the letters will stop? Like, But then again, how did Hagrid know where they were going? Magic. Okay. Just follow them with magic. I also thought that they're also not actually mailed through the post. Oh, yeah, they come via, like, owl. Yeah. I also... How many owls did it take for the fireplace load? Well, no, Hagrid was just delivering those. Oh, like Santa. Like Santa. <laughs> um, I'm also wondering... Oh, I remember what I was going to say. I also thought that this was when they're trying to deliver the little elf thing. Elf Dobby? Yeah. But I, like, I thought that all of a sudden they were going to deliver an elf, and that's why the... Deliver an elf? That's why Uncle Vernon and Aunt Petunia were so angry, but because doesn't he live with the Dudleys? The Dursleys? No. Oh. The Dursleys, I mean? No. Oh, okay. I just remember the little elf. I mean, there is, but it's, we don't even meet it till the next book. Oh, okay. But then he started getting the letters, and I was like, oh, I guess the elf is coming. And then I love how the letter, when they're on the island, Mm -hmm. is... Oh, sorry, that's the Keeper of the Keys. That's fine, but I'm just going to end this chapter with the rations that dirt that Vernon picks up. Potato chips? Bananas and potato chips. I'm like, have you seen your son and yourself? (laughs) Y'all bitches need more than a banana each and a bag of chips. You are not made for roughing it. You do not know how to shoot that gun. Yeah, I was surprised he rode himself out to the little island. I know! <laughs> I was like, just pure racist determination. Bigoted rage. 
And then Hagrid comes back. And then Hagrid and the Keeper of the Keys. <laughs> so let me just say that when he finally gives him the envelope, yeah, it was. It had a really funny address. If I can find it. Mr. H. Potter, the, the floor, floor, hut on the yeah. rock, the sea. Like, that is so, so specific, but so broad. Yeah. Like, the sea. The sea. A rock. What like. sea? What was crazy to me was so, one of the most famous lines from the movie is, You're a wizard, Harry! Yeah, but in the book it's, Harry, I noticed that! Yeah, I have it written down! I, I like, haven't even what? read this stuff, and I noticed that! <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, it sounds it sounds so weird reading it now. Harry, you're a wizard. I'm like, no, you're a wizard, Harry. I'm a what? <laughs> I also really like just following that. Mm-hmm. Um, the letter that he gets is from Headmaster Albus Dumbledore, and then it says in parentheses, Order of Merlin, First Class, Grand Sorcerer, Chief Warlock, Supreme Mugwump. I don't even know what that is, but I'm guessing I'll learn. We actually don't. It's just, like, a title. Oh. International Confederation of Wizards. Like, he's so badass. He has all these little, like... Like, it's like he has his PhD plus, like, five other yeah. PhDs. Yeah, <laughs> it's like his PhD plus a bunch of, like, clar- We're, uh, disclosure, we're both master. We just both finished our master's degrees and plan to get our PhDs at some point. So, uh, the titles are very important to us. I just feel like he accepts this way too easily. I don't know. I mean, he's 11, and I get it's easier to accept as your child, but he's not, like, four. Can we, like, find an 11-year-old to tell about yeah, a wizard? Yeah, and be like, how would you feel if I... I think I know... It's just weird to say I know an 11-year-old. <laughs> like, a family <laughs> friend, but, like... We can just be like, what if I told you you were a wizard? How would you react? Yeah, and I just have, in big letters, therapy. Like, this child needs to go to therapy. Like, his entire life has been a lie. Now magic is real. Like, there should be, like, licensed therapists in the wizarding world to deal. Like, because he's not the only kid who didn't know magic was real and then became Mm -hmm. a wizard. Isn't Hermione a half and half? No. She's a muggle-born. Oh. Yeah, her mom is half and her dad is... She's pure muggle. Harry is a half-blood. Because his mom was a muggle. Oh. Oh, so you can go to Hogwarts if you're a muggle? But you have to be magical, so you're muggle-born. We'll, we'll explain that. Okay. Off, but, um... Like, there are a lot of muggle-born children who go to Hogwarts and, like, wizarding school, and I feel like they shouldn't just be like, here's magic! Like, you see, like, all these other kids who are born in wizarding families, like, even though you're not supposed to do magic till you're 11, and even then you're not supposed to do it outside of school... Like, they're still surrounded by magic, and they just Like, get Draco it. Malfoy is wizard-born. Yes. Because his father's that evil thing. Yeah. From, I know from the movies. That's all yeah. I know. And he has that terrible hair. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so both of his parents are wizards, so he grew up around yeah, and magic. Yeah, and Ron grew up in a wizarding family. Yes. With their flying car. Yes! Good job! And that tree. <laughs> no, the tree's at Hogwarts. Okay. But they drive it into the tree. Um, Spoilers. But, so Hermione, neither of her parents are wizards. Correct. And Lily, neither of her parents were wizards. Correct. But James's parents were wizards? Yes. So you can be a half-blood. Yes. A muggle. Born, yeah. Or a muggle-born. No, you can be a half-blood, a muggle-born, or a pure-blood. And then there's just muggles. Yeah. 
Okay. And then there's squibs, which we'll get into, which sounds real offensive. That sounds really offensive. Because it is. Okay. Um, Sorry for that little tangent, but... I mean, it's important to explain. Um, That owl that he pulls out, though. Oh, I wrote down. (laughs) Dude's like Mary Poppins with his pockets. Yeah, he pulls out an entire cake. And he's just like... Like, I was picturing cupcake, and the type, the description was a large chocolate cake. Yeah, no. Which is probably more calories than that child sees in a year. And I also didn't know he had a first name, Hagrid. Yeah, Rubius Hagrid. Rubius. Rubius? I think it's Rubius. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. And then he talks about Voldemort to Harry. Yeah. Which was helpful for me. Good. I wrote, I didn't know Voldemort had followers, like a cult, maybe that's what the weird symbol thing is, and I drew it on people's arms in the part <laughs> of that movie. That's just a figure eight, but yes. It's an infinity symbol, but it has like a weird head thing in yeah, the movie. Yeah, that is. That's why I think I've only seen two of the fourth movie, but I've seen parts of another one. Yeah. Because that's in a later movie, No, right? you see it in the fourth movie. That's a sign that goes up in the sky in the fourth oh, movie. Oh, no, but there's a scene where they're at like a tent, a bunch of that's tents. That's in the fourth movie. Oh, okay, go me. We were watching at the um, bar last week. I never fully watched The Dark Mark. Is that what it's called? Yeah! Go me. I'm so proud. High five. All right. I'm so proud. So that's the end of my notes. <laughs> I, yeah, so Harry's a wizard. He's just You're accepted a wizard, it. Harry. But it's Harry. You're a wizard. What are we reading up to for the next? Uh, I have to, let me look and see what the chapters are called, because I'm trying to find good stopping well, points. the sorting hat is seven. Yeah. Uh, we could go up to the potion master. Read the potion master? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do five through eight next time. But come on, closing thoughts, what do you think? What are your thoughts, emotions, feelings? It goes really fast. Yeah. Which I like. I flew through the first three chapters, like, boom, bing, bam, boom. Yeah. Um... I don't know, I think it's interesting. I'm imagining what a child would think of this. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what I would have thought of it back when I was in fourth or fifth grade reading it. Yeah. And why I wouldn't have continued it. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know. Yeah, I'm really interested when we get to the second book to, to discuss maybe why you stopped reading it. I feel like I'm in Harry Potter therapy. <laughs> you are in Harry Potter therapy. <laughs> this is an intervention. Um, when I started reading these or having them read to me, I was younger than Harry. And by the time I got past the second book, I was in about second grade. Oh, geez. So, and I mean, I went to the midnight premieres of books five, six, and seven. You know something's real when they have midnight premieres for books. And, like, children are showing up. I never went to one, but in Boyhood, which I don't know if you've seen. No, I haven't. It's the movie where they filmed it over 12 years, and there is a scene where he goes to, and there's a bunch of stuff that I, like, can relate to. Like, he's playing, like, Game Boy, the flippy one. Yeah. uh, Not advanced, but one of them. Yeah. Um, And he's playing some game that I had. And there's all these things that I can relate to, and then they there's the midnight release of one of the Harry Potter books, and he's, like, dressed like Harry. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And I'm like, I don't, I didn't do this. <laughs> they were, like, was supposed such to. a big event, and, like, you had to get your, like, wristbands beforehand. My dad, by this time, he would buy two books, like, 
my parents loved buying books. Like, they were very kind of restrict about spending money. Not, like, strict, but they wouldn't just buy me whatever I wanted. But when it came to books, they were like, okay, like, books. So he would buy two copies of the book so we could both read it. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Um, my phone vibrated. Um, but, yeah, we would go, and, like, my friend, there was a, like, I have so many memories. Like, the first time I ever had anything from Starbucks was at a Harry Potter <laughs> book. And my dad wouldn't let me drink coffee, so he got me, like, a caramel frappuccino with no coffee. So it was literally just milk, whipped cream, and caramel, which I was, like, shirred up. The first time I ever sent a text message was at the fifth Harry Potter book release. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So, like, I have a lot of memory. I won, like, like radio stations would, like, set up, you know, those tents mm-hmm. they set up at places. I, like, won Disney on Ice tickets. To what, I'm somehow. just imagining little Avelia, like, so happy. It was, I have a Polaroid. I should get, I should get it when I'm home in July of <laughs> me, Zoe, and our friend Victoria at the Harry Potter premiere, and, like, they would take a Polaroid of you. It was at the last one, the seventh book release. That's cool. It was awesome. Yeah. So I hope you, that through this, we can, you can build new memories. Of reading Harry Potter and making a podcast. Yeah. And how do you feel reading through, I mean, I know you haven't experienced a lot of, like, the pop culture and the films and stuff, but, like, when you read it, do you, like, what do you, can you create your own vision of your characters? Yeah, I mean, Miss McGonagall, right? Professor, yeah. Professor, I could picture her, like, the actress. Well, I mean, she was perfect casting. And, uh, I could picture the drag queen that did her in Snatch Game, but... Yeah, also perfect side casting. Side note. I think... Creme de la creme. She won that, that Snatch Game. Yeah. Um. Ben de la creme? And I can, you know, I picture Dumbledore. I don't know what I would... I'm wondering what I would have pictured them as. I kind of picture your dad. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> He's got a very similar beard. Her dad's beard's My down dad to his waist. It's not to his... Maybe it is. <laughs> it's kind of to his waist. Um, that's something we'll discuss is the recasting of Dumbledore. Oh, yeah, didn't he die? Yeah. After the second movie. Really? That yeah. early? He was, like, super old. Wow. The actor. Not the character. The actor died, and so they had to recast the... Can you tell? Yeah. Oh, Okay. <laughs> And a lot of people were not happy about it. And we're going to watch the movie after we're done with the book. Yeah, so we're going to go book, movie, book, movie, just to kind of have it all fresh. Yes. So it should be interesting. Yeah, I think so. So continue with us on this journey of learning about Harry Potter. A total mess. I hope it was vaguely interesting. (laughs) We're probably going to keep doing it. We're going to keep doing it. It's fun. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for listening to Pondering Potter. Yeah, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.